The big idea. The church is not an optional commodity to be consumed at my convenience. It is a covenantal community to be selflessly committed to at great personal cost. Our weekly identity statement, I am a part of the family of God at 6-8 Church. Together, we are the body of Christ bringing heaven to earth. And our memory verse, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. Give over get. When you hear that word give, 99% of the time your mind probably goes to money. But give over get isn't about money. It affects our view of money, but it's not about money. Give over get is a way of living your life. In fact, the Christ-like life is about giving over getting. One quick word of caution. While my emphasis will be on giving over getting, we also need to be able to receive. But I think you'll discover that receiving isn't the same thing as getting. Jesus' life mission was about serving. Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 through 28. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus was here to serve by laying down his very life. And he was coaching his followers that they weren't to be like the higher-ups in the Roman world who held their power and authority over people to control and manipulate them. We're going to dig into this passage later this week, so let's take a look at another of Jesus' teachings. Jesus said, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. At some point, a major paradigm shift took place in the church. Church went from being about God, worship, community, and sacrifice to being about what you get out of it. I don't know exactly when it happened, probably the day after Pentecost. Whenever it took place, the state of the church now is that it's all about me getting what I want or deserve. We choose to attend a church, leave a church, or stay at a church based on what we're getting out of that church. We have turned the community of Christ into a commodity we critically evaluate based on our consumeristic needs and tendencies. In fact, calling what we do on a Sunday a worship service is kind of ironic because for many of us it's not about serving, it's about being served. But Jesus taught and lived very differently. Jesus said, Give, and it will be given to you. We don't start with getting, we start with giving. And the way that we give will be the way we receive. If we see church as something we come to to get something out of, that's exactly what we'll get out of it, nothing. No wonder so many people are disappointed with church. They're not getting anything out of it because they can't. God didn't design it to work that way. The only way to get something out of church is to give. Again, not just talking about money. Do you show up to church with the mindset of giving to everyone you talk to that morning? Do you invite people into your home out of the mindset of giving to them? 
Do you give unconditional love to your brothers and sisters in Christ? How about those outside the faith? Are you giving without expectation of receipt? Do you give to your neighbor and co-worker? Proverbs 11, 24 through 26 says, One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, yet comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they pray God's blessing on the one who is willing to sell. This is not just something Jesus did and taught. It was a proverb hundreds of years before Jesus' ministry. This is how God's economy works. This is the operating system the world is built on. Giving freely results in receiving even more. Withholding results in poverty. Are you burnt out, exhausted, and tired? Do you feel like you don't have anything left? Well, have you sought to refresh someone else? Or has everything been about you getting the refreshment you think you need? Maybe you're not refreshed because you're not refreshing. Acts chapter 20, verse 35, Paul says, And everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus' own words are, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Kind of sounds like a beatitude, doesn't it? Blessed are those who give instead of getting. Get sounds like getting my needs met. Get sounds like demanding specific programs and ministry. Get sounds like when I have a problem, I expect the church or the pastor to solve it. Get is all about me, my preferences, my needs, and my desires. Get ends up with ultimatums and demands that, if not met, will result in me finding someone who will meet them. But give sounds like, I'm here to serve. I'm here to help in whatever way I can. Sure, I might like this or that program, but if I don't get it, that's not going to be a justification for me leaving. I'm here for good. Give sounds like, I'm here to love. I'm not here to get love, but to give it. I know I will be loved by loving others, but that's not why I love. I love because God first loved me. Give sounds like, what can I do to help? Give sounds like, I could use some help figuring out this problem in my life. Give sounds like, I don't care about my preferences, needs, or desires. Do whatever is necessary to reach the people who don't know Jesus yet. One last thought before we wrap up. We must be able to receive. The opposite side of the spectrum is people who don't know how to receive. Even the very gift of their salvation is something they feel like they have to earn. If someone offers them something, they often turn it down. Give it to someone else who needs it, they might say. Not realizing that they're not just turning something down, but they're robbing the giver of the blessing of giving. If you don't need what's being offered, graciously receive it and then pass it on to someone else who can use it. Maybe God led that person to give it to you so you would have it to give to another person who needed to hear that someone gave it to you and you're passing it on. Then it's not just a testimony about your generosity, it's a testimony about the other's generosity as well. Some of us need to learn how to be good receivers. Our daily scripture focus, Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Spend some time imagining the abundance of God. 
His resources are unlimited because He is the creator of them. He made people and made us for relationship with others. He made the gold we have. Now, imagine yourself as a vessel through which God wants to give good things to others. He wants to pour into your life so that out of the overflow of your life, you can bless the people around you. But now imagine that instead of passing that blessing on, you try to keep it for yourself. Then imagine that in your relationships with others, you try to accumulate more for your own vessel instead of filling up theirs. Second, reflect. Spend some time asking God to help you see if you've been a giver or a getter. Are you more driven by what you get or what you receive? Has your approach to church been one of giving or getting? Third, repent. Spend some time praying and ask God to change your mind and heart about each of these areas. If there is any tendency in your heart to be about getting over giving, repent of that. Ask God to change your heart and mind so that you can change your actions and the way you live. Ask God to start to show you times when you can give and have the mindset of a giver. Finally, thank God. Thank God that he has more than enough. Thank God that he has blessed you beyond measure. Thank God that he wants to bless people through you and that you get to have a front row seat to that blessing. Thank God that he gives to you through others. 